Welcome back to InPod, your home for all things inflow. I'm Nick Sweeney. I'm your host. And what I want to talk about this week is a little bit of a topic that's been coming up quite a bit lately, and that is versions versus revisions. In particular, I want to jump into a little bit about versions and, and what constitutes creating a new version, how you can kind of manage those versions because you can have a lot of them. And then I want to talk a little bit about revisions. In particular, I want to talk about creating your different revision loops. So not every change is a major revision. Some are minor ones. So what can we do about that? I want to talk a little bit about integrating it with your revision tables inside of SolidWorks as well. And then, of course, I want to talk about why revisions are created in the first place, what kind of creates those revisions. So first, let's jump into versions and the first question of what is a version and I like to think of a version as a checkpoint with a file. Essentially, whenever I go ahead and check in a file into the vault, that creates a new version inside of SolidWorks PDM. As you can imagine, you could have a ton of different versions here, depending on how often you're checking in your files. Of course, that comes back to the best practice for how you're managing your files, though. In my opinion, I like to check in my files pretty much anytime I'm going to be leaving my computer for an extended period of time. Uh, Really, like if I'm going home for the night, checking my files because what if my computer crashes overnight and I need to get a new hard drive? Well, then I'm going to lose any changes that I don't have checked in. Or if I'm going on vacation, checking my files. It's also good for just vault maintenance because if your file is backed up, then A, it's backed up. Great, in case something happens. It also means that upgrades, you don't have to be bothered for like, hey, you need to check in your files before we upgrade the server. We want to make sure everything's checked in for that. So if you check in your files when you're leaving the office, makes it a whole lot easier to kind of manage that. So how can we manage the sheer volume of versions? Because again, you can have a lot of these versions. You might imagine we would start off with a file and I might check it in 15 times. Well, that's 15 versions and I still haven't had this file approved. So what can I do to help manage that? Well, there is an option called cold storage and I'm not gonna jump too far into cold storage, but the point of cold storage is that we only keep however many files we need active at a time, active. So if that means that after 15 versions, we start archiving these, that's perfect. That's exactly what we want to do. When I say archive, I know a lot of people that know IT are going to say archive. Doesn't that mean delete or basically get rid of it? Not really. When you think of cold storage, you can really think about it as we're compressing these files and then putting them on a cheaper storage device. We don't need a solid state hard drive or anything like that. This can be one of those disk spinning drives that, you know, it's going to be slow, but these are compressed files on purpose. We're trying to keep them a little bit away anyway, keep our vault clean, keep it manageable, because if I've got 220 versions of a file, I hope you don't have 220 versions, but you might. If I do, I don't need all of those. Maybe I only need the latest 20 or 30 or 40. So that's one thing that we can definitely do for that. Again, they're created every time we check in a file, no matter where it is in its life cycle or where it is in its workflow. So if we're in the work in progress and we check it in, that's a version. If we check it out in the pending approval stage and then we check it back in, that is a new version. Of course, going beyond our versions, we do have our revisions. And our revisions are actually a really cool way for us to automatically track the information about our file and and what files have been approved. So I really like to think of a revision as... Basically, my file is approved. I like this right here. I've heard some people say that basically a revision is a rubber stamped version saying approved. I like this. Or it's the version is being promoted to become a revision. Now, it's important to denote the distinction there. Versions can become revisions 
Uh, revisions are not necessarily a version, though. So as we're going through my history, you might notice version 1, version 2, version 3, version 4, version 5, revision A. Version 5 and revision A in that case are going to be the exact same file. So if you go back and you roll it back to version 5, roll back to revision A, you're going to be seeing the exact same stuff. It's fine. It's not a big deal. So what's going to be creating a new revision, though? It's not whenever you check in a file creates a new revision. So anyone that is worried like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to have 87 revisions here, you probably won't have 87 revisions here. Instead, the way that I like to do revisions, the way I like to think about them is with a revision, that is my file is approved. I like it. My manager likes it. We're going to start manufacturing this file. So my workflow right now that I've got open in front of me has five or six stages. So we start off with under editing. So that is where I'm the design engineer. I start out, I'm working on it. I might make a whole lot of versions as I go through. And then finally I say, I like this, send it for approval. At this point, it is not a revision. So now it's in the pending approval stage. It sits there as my manager reviews it. My manager might have some questions. My manager might send it back to me and say, hey, make some changes. So then I have to send it back to him. We go back and forth for a little bit until finally my manager says, I like it. This is a good file. This is manufacturable. It's something that we can sell. Let's approve the file. At that moment, when my manager approves it and sends it to be approved, now that becomes revision A, which is beautiful. It's perfect. Makes it really easy for me to track this stuff. We can use our PDM variables to automatically assign the revisions. Makes it really easy to work with. But what happens after we have our first revision? How do we then work with it? And this is something that's been coming up a lot. And this is one of the reasons I wanted to make the podcast about the revisions and the versions. You have options for what you do. Not every revision has to be a major revision. In fact, you might have a non-revision change. You might have a minor revision change and you might have a major revision change. So let's dive into that quickly. There are different components to your revisions. For me, I have revision A, revision B, revision C, and so on and so forth. That's my revision scheme. But you could imagine maybe you even have a revision scheme that is A01, B01, C01, CO2, CO3. You might have a revision scheme like that where ABC is your major revision and then the number is your minor scheme. So what can we do about that inside of PDM? Well, simply enough, if we take it to where I was, so if you recall, we went from under editing to pending approval to approved. Where do we go from here? Well, now we have different stages that we can follow. We have different loops. I might have a minor revision change. So for example, a customer comes to me and it's not a big change. It's just a little thing. We have to, we have to change a little detail about the part, um, maybe something in our notes about it. So we go through and we say minor revision scheme. So we'll send it down that path. In this case, it's only going to increment one part of the revision. So inside of the administration tool, if you ever go in there, you'll see there's revisions and then there's revision components. So I have a major revision component and a minor revision component. That little workflow loop is going to increment the minor revision component. So I can go through there 20 times. And by the time I'm done with it, I'll have A-20. That will be my revision. It will not be C19 or whatever it is. It's not going to do that because we are not incrementing the major revision scheme, only the minor revision scheme component. Now, what if we need to just do like a syntax change? For example, we, we made a typo on the drawing. Happens to all of us. Uh, if you've ever seen my emails, it uh, probably takes me about double the amount of time to send it to you because I make a lot of typos. So if, if I'm creating my drawings, 
I want to fail safe in there because I'm probably going to make a typo here somewhere. It's just the nature of a keyboard. Well, if I approve a file and go, oh no, I need to do something. I, I, I have to change this. It's actually, I, I typed um, KH instead of KG for the mass. That's a problem. What do I do? Well, if I've got my workflow set up, I can then have a non-revision change. So then I go off of the approved state and I have another loop. So I check it out, move it over into the non-revision change, update my drawing and check it back in. At that point, I don't have my transitions and my workflow incrementing either the major or the minor revision scheme components. Instead, it's just adding the file back in. So there's going to be a new version, but it's still approved. We're not on a new revision, no problem whatsoever. So I can do that. I can have both of those things made a minor revision scheme component change and a non revision scheme component change as different portions of my workflow. Now then, what if my customer says, we need to make a major change. The design of the part isn't going to work. We need it redesigned. Well, in that case, we have a couple things that we probably want to do. First, we need to move my file out. So we'll check out the file. We'll transition it to major revision change. So that's another branch off of this. From there, when it gets checked back in and when we finally approve those changes, we're probably going through some major approvals here. At that point, we're going to increment the major revision scheme component. We may also set the minor revision scheme back to one if that's what we want to do. That's up to you how you want to handle that. But you do have some options there for what you want to do. Additionally, when we're creating new revisions, a lot of companies I've found really like the revision tables inside of SolidWorks. Revision tables are a really great way of kind of tracking what's going on with your parts and your assemblies. And if you use your little revision flags, or sometimes they're called revision tags, you can actually use those tables to mark your changes and see exactly what's happening with it. What's nice, though, is I think it was SolidWorks 2018, if I'm remembering correctly. Those revision tables actually got integrated with SolidWorks PDM. So what that means is that using your workflows and checking in your files and approving them, you can actually add rows to your revision tables. So those revision tables keep track of basically the engineering change request number, the description, the approver, and the date. If you think about SolidWorks PDM, we track the date of everything. Everything's timestamped. We track which user did something. That, that's just part of what we do. If you look at history, you can see who did what, when, and why they did it. So that's two of the components taken care of already. So then what that means is that if we go into our data cards, we can set up fields to say, here is the engineering change request number, here is the description, and then the date and the author are going to be taken care of for me. So then as we go through, we create revision B, revision C, revision D. We can have PDM actually automatically create those rows for us and populate that data as we type it in. That's great. If, if you've listened to any episodes of InPod at this point, and, and I hope that you're a loyal listener, if you haven't, welcome. Please go listen to my other episodes as well, because I'm going to talk about the same thing. I hate manual tasks. If I have to fill in a revision table, I'm probably not going to do it perfectly every single time. If I can standardize this, if I can quickly fill this out every time, it's going to save me clicks. It's going to save me the potential for errors as well. Really nice way of doing it. There is one thing, though, that might make you hesitate. I mentioned those revision flags and those revision tags that come from that table. Well, if you're creating these revision tables using SOLIDWORKS PDM, and if you're adding new rows, PDM is not going to add that flag to the exact location. So you're not going to see the little triangle. If you're not familiar with it, that's what I'm talking about. Those little triangles with the revision number in it, PDM is not going to create those and place them on the drawing for you. 
So if you do want those, you can go through and as you go to submit your drawing, you can add a row and then place that flag wherever it needs to go. PDM will then update everything. It'll make sure it's all labeled. So it might just have like a little asterisk or something in it until it's done. So PDM will update it, but you don't have those flags unless you manually place them. So that's the one downside. But the plus side is that fewer clicks, easier for you to manage. It's not a big deal for you to have to do this. In general, versions and revisions are just an easy way for you to manage your files. If you go through your version history, then that's where you're really going to see everything and be able to flip back and forth. And that's why it's really important that we document these revision schemes. That's why it's really important that we track our versions and know what's going on. Because if we need to access them later, if we need to go back and see what our work looked like, or if we're just going to use an old version as a starting point, it's a whole lot easier if we're documenting this, if we're checking in our files regularly, if we're going through a formal approval process for our revisions, we know that things are going to be approved when they're supposed to be approved, which means that the whole mantra of PDM, that means that the right person is going to see the right files at the right time. We really care about that with PDM. That's the whole goal of the whole thing. That's why we have our workflows. That's why we have our groups. That's why we have our folders. So really quick episode this week. I, I were just around like 14-ish minutes. Uh, but after last week, I thought I'd give you guys a break with a shorter episode. So thank you guys so much for joining me this week. Uh, I hope you learned a little bit about versions and revisions. There's a lot of great information out there about what this all means. I'm going to be taking this and kind of turning it into a blog post, hopefully later this week, maybe next week, just talking a little bit more about it, giving you some screenshots about what this can look like. So keep your eye out for that. I'll link to it once I create this. So come back, check out the description. I'll link to my blog post. But that's all I've got for this week. So thank you so much for joining me. And I will talk to you guys next week. See you.